Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Saving Lives in Slow Motion. Today, I'd like to talk about circadian rhythm. Now, the reason I picked this topic is because a few weeks ago at PLM Live, Prescribing Lifestyle Medicine Live, which was a conference, a gathering related to the course Prescribing Lifestyle Medicine, which I co-created with Rongan Chatterjee and Mike Ash. And it was an in-person event. And the, the theme for the day in terms of the scientific theme was sleep and circadian rhythm. So we had uh, Professor Russell Foster and Stephanie Romazewski talking about those themes. And I have to say, it just blew my mind. And there are lots of reasons why presentations can be mind-blowing. Um, and you know, we, we know the science from popular science. We read in the papers, don't we, articles about how sleep is important. Yeah, 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 we know that. But for someone to bring it to life, um, like our two guest speakers did, is is something else. And when you marry the science up with what happens to people in real life, you think, wow. Just to give you an idea of the mind-blowing nature of this, one of the gems that Russell Foster Uh, gave us in his talk was that when you think about the effect of light on human beings so one of the really important things for us to do when we wake up in the morning is to expose ourselves to natural daylight there are lots of benefits to this Um, mainly because it's orchestrated by our suprachiasmatic nuclei which is part of our hypothalamus which is really important for regulating hormones but What's interesting is the suprachiasmatic nuclei are effectively natural pacemakers for our circadian rhythm. Now that in itself isn't amazing, but what is amazing is that you would think that in order to gain the benefits of light exposure, you would think that you'd need to see the light. But what's amazing from Professor Foster's work is that even if you are blind and even if you are not effectively seeing in inverted commas the light your photoreceptors or your rods and cones still respond to light even if you're not seeing it not only that but every cell in our body has a natural clock now i think that is just awesome in the true sense of the word but why is circadian rhythm so important in fact is it important well the answer is yes because Many of you will know that I love the idea of systems in medicine and how they're all interconnected. But actually, 
when you listen to someone who's an expert on circadian rhythm, you realise that that is just one other lens to look through in terms of how our body's processes work properly, depending on timing. It's all about when you do something or when something happens to you. And the long and short of it is that it affects everything from mental health, immune health, um, the way that your DNA repair works, um, your risk of dementia and other neurodegenerative disease, weight, blood sugar control, um, cholesterol, heart disease risk, everything seems to be affected by your circadian rhythm. Would you believe it? And one of the other things that um, was striking in terms of my lack of knowledge was I, I've always known from years of reading journals and clinical experience that heart disease and diabetes, for example, are more common in people who work nights. What I didn't know is that the World Health Organization now classifies night shift work as a probable carcinogen, and that means that it is likely to lead to cancer. Now, that, that sounds really scary, and if you work nights, don't panic, because there are things you can do to minimise the effects on your body of night shift work, which we'll come to a bit later. So just just dotting around, because there's so much on this topic, and I'm as always, I'm going to put a load of links in. Um, one of the ones that I relate to, having spent years working as a, a junior doctor in inverted commas, where you were doing on calls in hospitals, and when I was working we used to do something called a partial shift system and that sort of meant that um, you'd go in on Saturday morning and come home on Monday evening having been on call for 56 hours. It was fairly common to get very little sleep um, over that brutal on-call weekend and you know that there have been times when I'd been driving home where not just almost falling asleep, you know, on the motorway or whatever, but really struggling to kind of concentrate. And in terms of our circadian rhythm, one of the things about what's happening to our sleep cycle is that you can pretty much, for someone who's got a standard nine to five day, map out when you can think and concentrate the best. So for most adults, it's around about 11am. But the time when your cognitive ability is at its lowest is around 4 or 5am. And when you look at a scale um, of cognitive ability, if you're legally drunk, so if you're legally over the limit, your cognitive ability is minus 15. So, so the, that's negative, obviously. So the higher the number, the better. Um, and when your cognitive ability is, you know, at its best, you know, you're at zero. And What's interesting is that is that at 4 or 5 a.m. in the morning, your cognitive ability can be as low as minus 20. So if you're driving a car at that time of morning, you are actually more dangerous than someone who is legally drunk. Now that's something to think about, isn't it? So if we think a bit broader and think about all the things that give rise to our health or how we're feeling at any one moment in time, which of course for me are the eight things in my health loop so diet stress sleep environment historic infections exposure to sunlight exercise and of course your genes 
And while I'm on that kind of model, if you think about the shift work um, and the things that shift workers are prone to, there there are two things actually that you can do to uh, try and minimise the effect of shift work on your health. So the first is that there is data that there's an increased risk of heart disease and diabetes in shift workers, and this is, this is particularly people who work overnight. So the first thing is some kind of healthy, protein-rich food. You want to kind of keep your sugar levels under control as much as possible. That's really hard because often wherever your workplace is, the foods that are on offer are high-sugar, high-fat foods, not necessarily healthy fats, by the way. Um, So that's one thing that you could do. The second is to do with chronotypes. So there's a very small section in my book on this. And they're often referred to as dolphin, lion, bear and wolf. Um, Or some people might consider themselves to be night owls or others might see, see themselves as larks. And if you can match your chronotype to the shift that you're working that is going to be better for you because essentially what you're doing in shift work is fighting your biology. When you're exposed to light, your body literally thinks that it's time to wake up and do all the things that you do when you're awake. But if you're a shift worker that works nights, obviously you're coming home when light is abundant. Um, And that makes it much harder for you to biologically take rest and sleep. What all of this science has has really made me reflect on and think about, and I really have, is that you'll know what I mean by this. Whoever you meet um, who's really into a particular aspect of health, you know, whether it's gut health, for example, very, very common, or exercise or meditation or genetics, you know, if you spend time with these people, you, you start to think, oh, hang on, all health is to do with the gut, or all health is to do with our genes. Um, And I really got that feeling after this event where Stephanie and Russell were talking, because I thought, do you know what? All health is really to do with circadian rhythm. Um, And the entry point into circadian rhythm is really sleep, which is one of the most underrated functions, I think, that we have. Because it's so passive, and it because we take it for granted we often don't prioritize it and value it but it's it's our hidden superpower in a way and some years ago someone um who came to see me just before their 50th birthday said to me wow i never actually realized the importance of getting to bed by 10 o'clock at night it's completely changed my life and interestingly the, the 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 tip, the one sleep tip that, you know, there's a lot of disagreement about, you know, whether you should sleep for eight hours and all that sort of stuff. And actually experts disagree on that. But the one that they all seem to agree on universally is try and wake up every day at the same time. And if you had to do one thing to try and hack your circadian rhythm, that is probably the thing you ought to start with. Going back to chronotypes, obviously you can adjust for that. And, you know, I'm definitely um, the night owl, if you're looking at it simplistically, or the wolf, if you're looking at those four chronotypes, who comes to life a little bit later in the day. So meetings for me are generally better at that time of day rather than at 8am. And it's interesting, I, I 
you know, just focusing on circadian rhythm, when I look back at my life, um, so for example, one of the things that you'll find because teenagers sleep a lot more, there's an argument that they should have exams later in the day because their sleep cycle is slightly different to adults. And in the same way, because I'm, you know, this wolf chronotype or a night owl, whatever you want to call it, um, I just couldn't function early on in meetings. So actually at the practice I'm at now, we used to have partner meetings early on a Monday morning at 8am and I just couldn't function. I may as well have not been there because, yeah, I could get in, you know, on time, but I wasn't really there. And occasionally one of my other partners would go, what do you think? You know, and I sort of completely missed what we were talking about. But hey, it was a partnership. So yeah, you can't just work around one person. And don't forget, other things tie into your circadian rhythm. The basics of all the other things that you do, like eating, for example, don't eat meals too late because that will affect your sleep. So anything that affects your sleep is also worth thinking about, whether it's caffeine consumption or whether it's when you take exercise. Exercising too late in the day before bedtime, again, not great. So it's really worth just stepping back and looking at what you do but much more important than that in terms of circadian rhythm it's about when you do something many of you who've read my book will know about how what and when and this is very much to do with the when of health so you know I'm someone who doesn't like hard and fast rules I really think that health is personalizable if that's even a word but you know there are broad rules for certain things and for circadian rhythm if rule number one is get up at the same time every morning, the other rules would be try and get seven to eight hours of sleep. I know there's lots of disagreement around it. Get some exercise every day. Get some daylight. If you can get an hour of daylight a day, you're doing well. And unless advised otherwise, try not to eat um, for three hours before you go to sleep at night. And if you, if you can do those things most of the time, I think you'll notice that your body just functions better. And there's a brilliant um, researcher in circadian rhythm who I mentioned in my book called Sachin Panda. And he always says that if you can improve your circadian rhythm, your brain and body will work together much better. And I think that's exactly it. You know, it's just, it's such a simple thing because it, it in a way... It's just changing timings. And if you look at it like that, it suddenly starts to seem relatively easy. Okay, so that was circadian rhythm. I hope that was useful. You know, I've jumped around a bit there, but it just proves to me the importance of when you do things and how that can impact your health. Many of you will know stories from these podcast episodes and also my book about just changing something in terms of the timing of meals or when you do exercise can have a big impact on your health. Thanks for listening. Do let me know if you've got any topics that you want covering. I think this one's a fascinating one that is still really exciting and there's so much more to learn. I'll be with you again soon, but until next time, do take care, stay well, and whenever you listen to this podcast, I hope it fits in with your circadian rhythm. In fact, I'd love to know. Um, but until next time, 
do take care. Bye for now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> a lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.